0: Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, the 17th of May, 2017. And uh, apologies for the cutout last week. I uh, had some personal issues to deal with, and it would have been a very poor recording if I had. I was, like, hobbling it together, and I didn't want to do that to y'all. Y'all deserve a good recording, and this is going to be jam fucking packed, because I got two weeks worth of shit to fit into one space, which is why I didn't include the normal news bite in the beginning. Um this episode is very much gonna cut to the chase. Because oh man, so much has happened <laughs> in the uh in the very recent past. I'll uh I'll start by saying thank you to those of you who have, uh, been listening so far. Like, I want to start delivering a consistent vlog as well. Um, but I, I know I've been, like, extremely inconsistent in terms of, of content here and elsewhere. And that does need to change. I just fired back up time to free.us which is the site where Chain Reaction podcast runs through and it's also a portal for uh, tons of articles from anarchists and you can get an account by the way uh, send me a message @insanity is free on Twitter and uh, and I'll let you in on some of the details as to how that works if you're interested uh, so that you can write articles, chill uh, your podcast, start a podcast. We we know how to do that now. Uh, we have the the Blueberry plugin, and we uh, we will host your files on Archive.org. Uh, it's been working pretty well for for the Chain Reaction podcast, which is the weekly podcast I do with Christianarchy host Jeremiah Mitchell. Um, and when he's back off hiatus, Andre Palm as well. And it, it's, uh, it's really encouraging to see as much traf- traffic and traction uh, as I do on a weekly basis for all of the ideas that I spread. It, it's, um, it, it's, it's never easy to be a member of a political movement if you think you're the only one there. And that's how I sort of used to feel um, back in high school. And then I found libertarianism and then I found anarchy. And I haven't turned back from getting more and more against the state and the system um, since I started down this road. Since I took my proverbial red pills and started jumping down various rabbit holes. And you don't even need to be a conspiracy theorist to understand that a movement without members is no movement at all. And it's just so encouraging to see so much so much attention being paid to politics in general and so much fervor against the system. Whether you're a, a Kekistani, re-kind of, you know, don't-touch-my-memes sort of person who's you know, sick of big government from the left, or whether you're an anti-fascist who's in the streets and, you know, trying trying to punch as many Nazis as you can, at least there's energy against the system, whatever you believe the system to be. Now I hope we can get some sort of cogent traction on uniting against the system and understanding enough about it to unite so that we don't fucking splitter faction off into, you know, groups again. But you know, whatever happens, there's an energy right now. And that energy is amazing. Um but some people don't really feel that way. Um and as a result, something I was gonna talk about um on chain reaction, but we never really got around to it was the arrest of Jeremy Hengler, who's a Facebook friends of my, a friend of mine, and he also works on, um, I believe, the Seeds of Liberty podcast. And he was arrested for, quote, menacing an information reporter because he made a comment on Facebook when he got stuck in a traffic jam that would wouldn't have existed for private citizens, but did exist because... We were dealing with, you know, a fucking agent of the state. So he called them a parasite. And you can disagree with that word use if you want, I suppose. But what happened afterward was he received a long series of death threats. Uh, You know, there was going to be a boycott of his business uh, that he runs, which is, I think, like sitting of some sort. I'm not precisely sure. I don't remember. This is all going off memory. Again, I don't really like taking many notes uh, for, for what, I, what I record. But he started receiving death threats and boycotts and an angry internet mob coming after him for what he said. And as a result of that, there was this, quote, information reporter, which is really more of a media shill than anything else, uh, on his property um harassing him and he comes out with a knife and tells her to leave um i presume this is just you know a presumption there's no evidence to back it up that he was probably saying get off my property from inside the house and she wouldn't which is why he exited through the garage which is very unconventional but like all of this happens um and he's arrested for brandishing a knife on his own property at somebody who was, in his view, harassing him. Brandishing a knife on his own property was considered, quote, menacing. (sighs) Fucking ridiculous. But, you know, that's just how divisive people can get over politics. He chose to oppose the whole government and he chose to try and shock people into doing the same thing by essentially making a joke on Facebook. And that joke was not well received. Another similarly poorly received joke might be landing a Scottish man in jail who goes by the YouTube handle Dankus Maximus. And he might be going to jail for making a joke that he said he was like, you know, gonna... piss off his girlfriend by turning his pug into the most disgusting, objectionable thing he could think of, a Nazi. And, you know, which obviously states his stance on Nazism to be fucking gin with, but, you know, let's ignore that for a moment, because he's possibly serving up to 12 months in Scottish prison for hate crimes. Um... (laughs) because the Scottish Jewish community apparently felt threatened or some shit by his internet joke of saying seek Heil and having his pug do a Nazi salute or, you know, saying gas the Jews and, like, his pug would act very excited like he was all down for the Holocaust but he's a fucking stupid dog and the guy was trying to do something to piss off his girlfriend and he might be going to jail for 12 months. Because this is the stupid fucking culture we live in. Well, at least on that note, the cultural note, prominent uh, sex education commentator, I guess, would be a way of describing her. Lacey Green, um, who, you know, normally I would just call her an SJW, but she she's rising above that label because she's interested in conversation. She saw a movie called The Red Pill. And in this movie, um, another prominent feminist activist who's made several movies related to feminism uh, accidentally stumbled upon the men's rights movement. And she makes this entire long documentary about how men have been given the short end of the stick in terms of political coverage, and how every time they try to bring this up, they're silenced by essentially what amount to professional victims. She talked to Chanty Morris, whose more famous internet handle is Big Red. Um, and she is famous for insulting and mocking men's rights activists and uh, mo- saying that they should cry her a river and to shut the fuck up while she speaks after she interrupted their meeting um, along with a gaggle of other fucking parasites. And this, this movie isn't about Chanty Morris. You know, that was just a fucking diatribe. It barely references her, but what it does do is it does show that meeting interruption, which she took part in, and it also has her in an interview. That's just a very small segment of it, though. Please don't get the impression that the entire movie is about her, um, because the entire movie is an extraordinarily fair analysis of feminism versus men's rights, and I, I have not seen a more fair documentary since shouting fire uh, a documentary, which I really appreciated um, and still do. I have not seen a more fair documentary in years than this woman produced. And I totally endorse it. I would recommend watching it. It's very, very, very fucking good and it definitely exposes both sides of this debate. But it also has this transition of this woman as she's researching the role of feminism and MRA um, groups in modern culture and what, what they are and what's come of them. And she has a transformation over the entire thing where she looks visibly uncomfortable while she's learning about this shit. Like, she even breaks down while she's talking about it to her camera several times once, you know, like, fully, she like, fucking Kleenex crying. And it's very obvious, unless this is extremely A-plus acting, that she's, that she seriously considered every argument in a way that most people, uh, other people didn't, and still from a largely feminist perspective. And this is what made Lacey Green um, imply heavily at the very least that she was considering taking that red pill. Because she watched this and she recommended everybody else watched it and then she spent the rest of, 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 of the day and then the preceding days um, talking to prominent anti-feminists and saying that she wanted to open a dialogue and that she wanted to have conversations and debates and interesting idea exchanges that were honest and open and fair. And... It's extremely refreshing to see this change. Even if it's an act on Lacey's part and the part of the, uh, the director of the Red Pill, they're bringing people over, over to the side that they might not have even remotely considered before. And that is amazing. In, in, in the time when Jeremy Hengler and Dankus Maximus are being arrested for making jokes and, you know, for menacing people on their own property. How terrible! Um, this sort of speaks to the possibility for rationality. Now, that possibility for rationality is just a possibility. We could start communicating like rational fucking humans if we really wanted to. Sort of like that that slogan, war is over if you want it. We could. We could do it. But it would require a whole lot more paying attention to the broader aspects of the system and stopping being a partisan single-issue hack. And most people aren't prepared for that. I mean, I'm not on either side, but I seriously thought Le Pen was going to take France. I thought for sure the elites wanted her in the same way that they wanted Trump. I was wrong. Uh, she did not get selected for French presidency. Macron did, who's a Rothschild-affiliated person. Um, and Rothschild, of course, is affiliated with the Bilderberg Group and all of these really nasty fundamentally evil organization, so, so is Macron. But of course, you know, the answer to that isn't necessarily um, a socialist who's also a nationalist, which has obviously never happened before. But, you know, I don't want to be a performative piece to a certain uh, law that became famous on the Internet, so I won't bring anything up in that regard. What I will say is that I truly expected her to, uh, to be selected, and she wasn't. But the entire time the election was going on and the entire time passed, um, Macron was ramping people up to be prepared for everyday terrorism, to pre- be prepared for an influx of refugees from, uh, fr- from Muslim countries, specifically Syria. And he unironically uh, suggested that terrorism was going to become an everyday thing. And this is an obvious fear tactic. Now that I understand that he's the uh, the president of France, I have to uh, adjust my paradigm a little bit. And part of that is understanding that that was a fear tactic and that now people are afraid, and the people that are afraid are going to riot in the streets. But if you start to consider these riots and protests as little Petri dishes, where people's intolerance for one another but not for the government uh, is made very, very clear because they're fighting each other and not the government, then, you know, maybe that's why Macron is in and not Le Pen. Maybe Trump is the Experiment for right wing populism winning. And maybe Le Pen is the ex, er, well, Macron is the experiment for left wing basically um, globalism, uh, quote, winning. Maybe they get to see the same sorts of people put into different circumstances. You know? But In America, you know, fucking the land of the perpetually free and yet ever more fucked by the state. In America, Democrats on Face the Nation, a panel of Democrats, finally start to publicly say that the DNC fucked up. Which, again, I think it's all part of the same game, so I don't necessarily think it's anything but a strategy point. I don't consider what the DNC did a fuck-up in any major or significant way. But they started to admit that the DNC fucked up and that the Trump-Russia thing was probably a hoax and saying that continuing to repeat it while still providing no evidence that that, that there is any, like, Trump election-Russia connection is possibly a poor choice on the part of Democrats in general and that it makes them seem disillusioned and disorganized instead of, like, some sort of organized force. And now we have fucking Hillary Clinton claiming to streamline the process of running for political office under the Democratic Party with, like, what's the campaign? It's called, like, Forward Together or something. Which, Jesus Christ, stop the forward bullshit. It... If you're going forward, but the other party is president, it doesn't look a whole lot fucking like forward. Uh, But... All of this was just in time for Trump Russia to be in the news again. And for, you know, quote, trending objective news sections on Facebook and Twitter to put Trump claims he had the right, and the word right, of course, in quotes, to... ...release information to Russia, not saying what that information was, or if that's true, but implying strongly that it isn't, not partisan at all, um, I mean, this whole thing is fucking absurd, it really is, I'm not a Trump supporter, I want him to fry, just like I want every other president to fucking fry, I have no love for the man. He's like literally the man, man. But just if we're going to fight, let's fight based on reality. I I saw a post on Tumblr that I went off on that said North Carolina had just signed a bill to legalize the running over of protesters that were blocking the fucking road on what fucking planet i i, I mean and, and like all these conservatives supposedly were celebrating this new this new bill that, that 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 they thought would just allow them to mercilessly plow over people in the street which i get it It's not just being late for work, it threatens people's lives, which is why I'm not out there on the streets with them in that capacity. Because I don't believe that that's assistive of any way of the working class to, you know, do things that result in deaths or that make people's lives worse. Like, Jesus Christ you're not message to the protesters who block streets, just for a moment. Everybody already knows what you think. They avoid it on Twitter and they're not going to be any more impressed by it if they're late for work because of it. The news media will not reflect well on you. The average working person will not sympathize with you. You aren't earning anybody's emotional solidarity who didn't already have it for you. You aren't making allies. You are making enemies. You're earning people's distrust and hatred. Which is why we have these liars who call themselves conservatives being very happy that they can run you over legally now in North Carolina which they fucking can't <sighs> such illiteracy the fucking image that was spreading around that said that this was a legal thing it cited the bill okay it it said it was HB330 you, you literally just need to Google that, and you come up with the bill, which in its first goddamn page says that it's not applicable to willful or wanton hitting of people with your fucking car. You're not allowed to will it. It has to be a fucking accident. It applies if some douche is walking into the middle of the road and you didn't see them because you were like, you know, rounding a corner or going fast and they started running into the middle of the road to try and block shit off. That's what it applies to. If if, if they make a dumbass decision worse than making their movement look like a bunch of petty fucks who want to keep people late for work... um. And, and run in front of your car, and they get hit because you're moving quickly, and that's what happens when inertia reaches a mostly stationary object. Um, it applies to that. You don't just get to start running over people because you're annoyed by being late for work. You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, yeah, Lacey might get a decent amount of conversations going, and I I totally applaud the effort, but... Oh, wow. Just people cannot get over being needlessly antagonistic to each other, and the elites keep stirring that shit, because they want us fighting. They want it very visible that we would rather fight our fellow tax cattle then leave the goddamn plantation we're all fucking slaves you're given a registration number at birth it's it's tattooed permanently in your public record and it's used to track you and and it's used to justify your social contract, which you never signed, and is invisible, and is bullshit. And, and people... Are, they're, they're all told to exchange their freedom for this shit. Regularly, anyway. And then you allow your emotions to get the best of you both parties I'm talking to right now and either protest in an extremely ill-advised ways that will convince nobody or celebrate when it seems like you can finally kill people with your vehicle because that's going to engender these people to do anything less than make more complex blockades. And guess what? Mr. Stomp my flag and I'll stomp your ass, you know, run over protesters, fake fucking conservative. If you didn't live up to the stereotypes of dumb redneck Republicans and actually read the motherfucking thing, then you would know that if you do this, this thing that you're celebrating you can finally do, you will rot the fucking jail. And I'm an anarchist. I don't want to see people in jail. But I won't exactly frown if it's for somebody who normally supports the government, but not enough to read more than an image on the internet to know that it's justifiable legally, much less ethically, to run somebody over with your fucking vehicle. We're all fucking slaves. We're all fucking slaves. We're all on the same plantation And y'all don't see it. And you know, for all first world anarchists say that the government does nothing to protect us, it actually does. It protects us. Much more than it protects the third world that it exploits to give the first world its lifestyle. We... Get the perks because we live here, and that's why. For reference, I think it's so fucking hilarious when I'm told that because I'm white, I I'm benefiting from the the previous uh, mistreatment and 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 just deplorable actions taken against the political minorities of the past. Well, these people are buying products made by people who share their skin tone, but not their country, and therefore don't have the privilege that they get. Oh yeah, I'm privileged because of my skin color, but you're not privileged because the place you live doesn't have landmines that needs specialized devices to float over and blow up. (sighs) Not like everybody in America benefits from the fact that America's fucking great and everywhere else is shit. At least in comparison. And then you know what's great? Venezuela gets to have this massive socialist failure, where central planning fails, utterly. And people get to debate over whether or not that was real socialism, or real communism, right? But guess what? If I say that maybe the free market is the solution, the authentically free market, not the regulated, controlled, bastardized market that we have now, but the free market... That's capitalism, and it's exploitative. And if I say that's not real capitalism, they shriek about Marx's coining of the term, even though they don't understand that capitalism was a term that existed for fucking ever before he used it. Like, fucking... Oh, but because it has an ism on the end, that's a system. No, Buddhism isn't a system. It's a religion. Sort of like socialism, the belief that when you get the right central planner in, somehow he's going to absolve you of all of your sins and unclean spirituality. Or, sorry, fix the economy. Yeah, that's more Keynesian appropriate. And and, and we end up with this paradigm where everybody is fighting everybody else because nobody can realize that they're being fucking manipulated. You know, no nations are borders, but you can't approach our protest. Like, the, the biggest advocates of free movement right now want to control every space and make the progressive stack apply. Let me repeat that. The biggest advocates of free movement right now want to control every space and make the progressive stack apply. And nobody on their side sees this as ironic, or at least not enough to speak out. And then everybody gets to say, "Oh well, free movement, but only, only with your your specifications." And you know what happens when you get free movement? Oh, open borders policy and refugees imported. And la da 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 da, terrorism, terrorism, rape, Islam is bad. I get it, but. You're not proving that that's not a direct result of government controlling the territory in the first goddamn place, or maybe fucking up those countries so that there were refugees in the first goddamn place. It's always somebody else's fault, isn't it, cunt? And I am extremely angry, because people are being arrested for saying things that people don't like and for doing things on their property that people don't like. And and people are being told to be afraid of everyday terrorism, everyday terrorism. That is a thing somebody said unironically. Oh man. And nobody looks at how this is all fucking connected. Well, guess what? The plantations moved overseas. Yeah. The first world gets to be fantastic. We live in the big white house up on the hill. But the people in the third world that produce the bulk of our goods and are constantly in bombed out shitholes... Or at least slums that are made worse by, by, like, the globalist policies that created them in the first place? The Slaves of Dubai, please watch that documentary to figure out why those people, those, like, the people who run, run the Dubai construction companies are some of the most duplicitous, scum-sucking motherfuckers. tearing up passports when they promised people a great life and then offering them shit running down the gutters in the middle of the goddamn streets. You know? Oh, we, we all gotta feel hypersensitive about the fire festival or whatever it's called. The Instagram models are all having a pretty bad time now and they're getting robbed and assaulted, but guess what? They still have a passport, don't they? Nobody gives a shit about the uh, the people abused on a daily basis just when some shit goes bad for some privileged person who has Instagram filters to put on. Like, holy shit, the world is burning down, but I had a bad day. <sighs> but the plantations get to move overseas. Because guess what? All this green regulation, all this shit at home, that doesn't mean that this shit isn't still going to happen. That doesn't mean that places aren't still going to be polluted by the excesses of the first world. It doesn't mean that anything is going to goddamn improve. It just means it's going to move somewhere where we don't have to look at it. And where people can't even look at it because there's too much goddamn smog to see. Oh, L.A. is so much more beautiful than it used to be. You just hate the environment. You hate Al Gore. That's why. You just want the inconvenient truth to be ignored. And you want everybody to go about their merry way just like there's nothing wrong. No, actually, I acknowledge the uh, possibility and, in fact, probability of man-made climate change but that doesn't mean and really pay attention that doesn't mean that creating regulations here won't cause pollution somewhere else china has to install fake skies so that less people kill themselves fake skies and 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 people in india they they work so much harder and faster than most people do in an entire day in a fucking hour. That's why they have our manufacturing. It's not because of, of, of you know, illegal immigrants taking our jobs. It's because of this hostile environment that says, yeah, you know, it's okay to, to shove that shit elsewhere as long as it's not in my country, as long as it's not in my backyard. Hey, closed borders, fuckheads. You're creating this problem. You're creating the problem of green regulations because that's how they justify all their outsourcing. You think big companies aren't in on the green agenda? Shit. And then... It all comes home occasionally and we find out how irrevocably fucked we are as a result of this, how the police state is encroaching, how the war on drugs hasn't gotten better, how still more people are killed by cops here than they are by terrorists, how, you know, maybe the government is reversing that by introducing massive amounts of people who are pissed off about U.S. foreign policy to the U.S., The government protects us like a battered spouse, making everyone else worse around them and saying, hey, better being here than there, isn't it? Now make me more taxes before I break your fucking jaw again. And then they get to go break the jaw of all of the neighbors. They're fucking Negan. Everybody's like, oh, you know, anarchy. Basically, you'd have roving warlords like Negan. The US government is motherfucking Negan, so shut the fuck up. And then the, the shit that comes home is sometimes something that we're all possibly affected by. And the latest shit we're all supposed to be afraid of here is a, 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 a hacker-sourced uh, NSA-hoarded exploit in the same sort of way as the zero-year exploits were hoarded uh, by the CIA, the NSA apparently has at least one or two up their sleeves. And by at least one or two, I mean, wink, wink, nod, nod, it's probably like thousands like the CIA has in their fucking vaults. But, you know, let's all, let's, let's all be really, really um, surprised the next time we find out that there's an NSA program in our computers that could hold it for ransom. But no, a hacker got it this time, and this hacker was an evil private sector hacker. They aren't like the hackers that work for the NSA, who are always doing it for a freedoms. They're they're the, the, the bad kind of hacker that's not with the government. Um and they held a bunch of computers for ransom and said pay us like six hundred dollars in Bitcoin or will fucking delete your files. And people paid this shit. And wouldn't you fucking know it, these so-called private people are suddenly starting the federal conversation on how Bitcoin might be used for cybercrime. Because we all know that the US government has never wanted to regulate Bitcoin in the past. And we all know that this couldn't be just a desperate swinging fucking... Oh, now it's a big issue and now we definitely need to do something about it. And while we're at it, while we're exploiting this, uh, this shit for... This, this fucking WannaCry, which is the worst fucking name. Um, while we're exploiting this shit for, for our political gain, we might as well connect it to Northka-fucking-Ria, because why not, and have our national public radio, uh, under the new non-restricted, uh, propaganda laws, getting to push out bullshit, um, now we have Northka-fucking-Ria is more of a problem, they're testing nukes, they're, they're they're controlling their citizens and they're gonna send an army and they're gonna blow up Hawaii. Um But you know what else they're gonna do? They're gonna steal your porn files. That's an exaggeration, of course. The, the headline is something like, you know, Korea may be linked to to to, to NSA virus or something. And, and like, it's all horse shit. Like Anybody who does not recognize that this could all be used to manipulate them is fucking stupid. Anybody who says it couldn't is gullible. Anybody who does not suspect it is, is at the very least mildly naive. So now we're getting hackers back in the media. Just in fucking time. For the Russian thing. And Trump admitting that he may have, you know, or that he had the right to, to release the shit. And, like, nobody sees the connections. Nobody sees it when fucking Microsoft, of all people. I- I'm actually going to read this. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking laughable. Um, TechCrunch. Microsoft's response to widespread cyber attacks may make you want to cry. Don't be funny, Jonathan Schieber. Don't do it. Microsoft's president and chief legal officer, Brad Smith, took to the company's website to give a post-mortem on the lessons that need to be learned from the global hack that crippled businesses and government services around the world. After talking through the ways that... Endo know it's... Businesses and government services. As if there's a valuable difference in this case. As if businesses are in any way not connected to government. And as if the businesses weren't a part of the fucking thing to begin with. Because, oh yeah, it it wouldn't it all benefit people to be a part of a major thing? And say, yeah, my computers were attacked too. Uh, but whatever, you know, my fucking knee-jerk cynicism sometimes trails me off. Um, after walking through the ways that the WannaCrypt or WannaCry virus uh, spread from the United Kingdom and Spain to websites around the world using exploits that were stolen from the NSA in the United States. Smith said that Microsoft and its customers need to take more responsibility for their role. The the executive laid the bulk of the responsibility for the massive cyber attack at the feet of the government agencies. Smith wrote, Finally, this attack provides yet another example of why the stockpiling of vulnerabilities by governments is such a problem. This is an emerging pattern in 2017. We have vulnerabilities stored by the CIA, show up on WikiLeaks, and now this vulnerability stolen from the NSA has affected customers around the world. Repeatedly, exploits in the hands of governments have leaked into the public domain and caused widespread damage. An equivalent scenario with conventional weapons would be U.S. military having some of its Tomahawk missiles stolen. And this most recent attack represents a completely unintended but disconcerting link between the two most serious forms of cybersecurity threats in the world today. Nation-state action and organized criminal action. The governments of the world should treat this attack... As a wake-up call, they need to take a different approach and adhere in cyberspace to the same rules applied to weapons in the physical world. We need governments to consider the damage to civilians that comes from hoarding these vulnerabilities and the use of these exploits. This is one reason we called in February for a new digital Geneva Convention to govern these issues, including a new requirement for governments to report vulnerabilities to vendors rather than stockpile, sell, or exploit them. That was already a requirement, Smith! But whatever. Put simply, cyber weapons are just that. Weapons. It's the digital equivalent of stockpiling a nuclear arsenal and keeping them in a massively expanded analogy that was unnecessary to repeat. Ah, man, I hate that. I hate it when a publication just repeats the same shit that was just said. Oh, so now you're not comparing it to Tomahawk missiles, but you're comparing it to nukes, because that's remarkably different from what you just... Posted verbatim. Content creation! Um, but whatever. You know, separate issue altogether. But we need a digital Geneva Convention. We need a massive conference to decide what must be done by the government about this heinous issue, even though the government is the one who fucking did it in the first place. Not like they're gonna do anything, uh, differently than they promised, like they said, I don't know, to the, you know, something. What would. Like, fucking (laughs) zero-year exploits. It. I won't hit you again, babe. Just, you know, come back. Come on. It'll be different this time. I won't hoard exploits this time. We got a Geneva digital thing, something or other. You know, babe. It'll be different this time. I won't break my promises to... Businesses that trusted me to handle their cybersecurity, I won't fuck up that majorly. Nah! I won't break promises. I'm just the US goddamn government. I'm the perfect ethical para- paragon. Trust me. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Don't fight each other in the goddamn streets. Okay? Don't fight each other because you're part of the the patriarchy or some other scary boogeyman. Alright? Don't fight each other or call for jailings because somebody said something mean on the internet or made a joke with a fucking pug the real enemies are those who keep beating the fuck out of you and saying it'll be different the next time those are the enemies you got it I mean, I'm exceptionally irritated. I've had had weeks to build this fucking anger up at people constantly fighting each other when they could be fighting the motherfuckers that made it this way to begin goddamn with. And we're still in the same position that we started in at any given year. The president is still corrupt. The president is firing FBI directors as they're possibly proving that he was part of a corruption thing and then just ending the uh, the trial or whatever, the investigation. Federal agencies are spying on us with no constitutional fucking authority and lying to make sure that they can keep on doing it. The the fucking political agenda designed to divorce women from, from men so that this big patriarchal, ironically, government can come in and swoop in and save all of them. And we're discussing hitting each other with cars. Not the government. We're not talking about plowing... A big fucking Humvee into the Federal Reserve, which might solve some goddamn shit. We're not talking about that. We're talking about hitting protesters with cars and then claiming it's legal without reading the goddamn bill. And nobody but a very select few who are always maligned and called tinfoilers or just wingnuts or conspiracy theorists as if that's supposed to be anything other than true and additionally a slur as if there's not some conspiracy as if we're all going to be fucking fine. We're not going to be fine if we can't unite against these motherfuckers but you're uniting against each other and claiming moral superiority. Well, I hope you feel good in the gulags or in our case, the goddamn FEMA camps when they finally come in with their tents and make everything just like you wanted it. Make everything just like fighting each other in the streets makes it. And guess where? Time to invoke Godwin's Law and say, if you wanted this, prepare for fucking Hitler. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. Signing out.